Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing grants and funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I'm creator of WeGo Consulting and Amazon best-selling author for wish-granted tips, tools, and templates to write a winning grant. Want to get more grant writing and funding resources, books, and online courses? Visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com or wegogrants.com. Check out our free templates. Or if you have any grant writing or funding questions, you can always send me an email at hollywego at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-W-E-G-O at gmail.com. I'm excited to hear from you and to try my best to answer any questions so that you can increase your funding and impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Changemakers, welcome to episode 45. Okay, all right, we are continuing on our discussion about volunteers because it's actually answering a lot of the questions that I get. And it goes back to, you know, how the heck can I fund a grant writer and, you know, but I don't have the cash to do it and I don't have the time to learn it myself. So that is a constant catch 22 that I'm, you know, I, I get these questions a lot and I, you know, brainstormed some ideas and really worked it out and be able to even talk to other professionals in the business. And, you know, we've really come to come together and say, okay, this is really how it's done well. And this is the best kind of foot forward. So, you know, I love this episode, like I said, because these are real questions from people in nonprofits when sharing their number one struggle. All right. And these are real solutions when us experts come together to hash it out. And it's just, you know, even working with so many nonprofits, this is kind of what I've seen actually help. And because of this day and age, it can actually, it's its amazing. Anyway, all right, here we're going to get into it. So I'm going to solve this problem for you today, I hope. And I'm going to give you a call to action at the end of this episode to do some homework, okay? Because I want you guys to solve this problem, the problem of I need a grant writer, I need a funding expert, I need a crowd funder, I need a donor development, you know, but I don't have the cash to pay them and I don't have the time to learn it myself, all right? We're gonna solve that problem and give you steps and actions to actually take and break out of the cycle so you can solve this problem. All right, so you are in a pickle. You desperately would love to pay a consultant to write your grants, run your crowd, funder, develop your donors, or to spearhead that fundraiser, but you do not have the cash to hire those experts. Since you can't hire someone, you would love to learn how to do all of those funding development projects yourself, right? And you realize you could go through a course, read books, or learn from, you know, countless YouTube videos, but here's the issue, guys. You run a nonprofit and you just don't have the time to do that, all right? You're stuck in the quote unquote, not enough cash, not enough time, catch 22. All right, the results, you run yourself in circles of not expanding your funding while seeing other nonprofits thrive. Why me? You ask after a 14, another 14 hour day of working at your nonprofit, putting out 10 virtual fires and having a small win of a donation that will help your nonprofit for only one more day. I get it. It feels like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place and it's not a fun place to be. You know something has got to change right? Although a small part of you thinks 
Maybe, right? This is just part of the growing pains of running a nonprofit. Does this sound like you? There is a way out of the seemingly never-ending cycle. I mean, a lot of it's just, it doesn't have to be. That little part of your brain that says, oh, nonprofits should just operate as martyrs and in, you know, we should just not have as much because then we're looked at as being greedy. All of those little thoughts that you might have running through your head because of society, you got to shut them down, okay? We got to shut them down because that is no way to run a nonprofit. A nonprofit should be prosperous. It should operate in abundance because you have a mission and you are filling a gap and you are serving others and why should they be martyrs they shouldn't be right you want to operate this so you can be prosperous so you can serve your mission so you can get ahead you can expand you can pay your employees well you know it doesn't have to be operating in poverty just because it's a nonprofit all right that's not a healthy nonprofit a healthy nonprofit is you know it has abundance all right but how do you do this this seems still like a hard part to be, right? So this is it. It's time you tap into your volunteers and your board members. There are solutions. If you do not have volunteers, now is your time to get volunteers. If you say, yeah, but Holly, we don't have any volunteers and have never been lucky in getting them. This means you just aren't marketing it, right? Or you do not have things in place for when a volunteer comes over, right? Maybe you've actually remember, oh yeah, actually some people have said, oh yeah, sure, I'll do some things for your nonprofit. Just let me know. But you never let them know, right? Because you didn't have the things together because that means you got to be organized to actually, you know, go ahead and delegate. So believe me, people out there actually know of the benefits of volunteering and do volunteer for certain reasons. And last week's episode, the eight ways to recruit and retain volunteers for your nonprofit, we pointed out that some people volunteer to give back, increase their job skills. They want to feel a part of something larger than themselves. They want new friends and a place to socialize and they want to connect with like-minded individuals. All right. But the other thing that we didn't talk about is the other benefits that they get. All right. The helpguide.org further states that volunteering and helping others can also help you reduce stress, combat depression, keep you mentally stimulated and provide a sense of purpose. So there's so many benefits that people get by volunteering. There really are. It shouldn't be a hard thing to find volunteers, especially when you have a clear mission statement and you have a clear purpose. People should be coming to you or when you talk to them about your nonprofit, you should definitely be able to engage people. It's really cool. But if you want to tap into these individuals and really have them writing your grants, setting up the crowdfunding event, organizing that fundraiser, coordinating a database and all of those things in development, then you need to have things in place. All right, now these are a lot of, and I'm talking about these certain items because these are the ones that are a little more abstract, right? Teaching a class at your nonprofit, you could have them doing that as well, but we're gonna talk about actually growing your nonprofit because it's a little bit more abstract. It's not as like, oh, I'm gonna come in and teach a class, That's but this you, can, you need to, right? Yeah, you need people to run your program, but how do you grow your program? That's always like the last thing to be filled, but really it should be one of the first things because you constantly need funding, you need partners, you need resources to run your project, right? To run your nonprofit. So today we are going to quickly set up a job description so you can tap into those volunteers. All right, so each job description should explain the task, the outcome, the timeline, plus the qualifications, skills, and value necessary to perform the volunteer task successfully. All right, and some of these, like I said, they can also be filled in by your board members because some of your board members might be like, okay, we're here, we're ready, what do you need us to do? And you're running around like a chicken with his head cut off and you don't have time to actually do this. But you need to take the time to figure out what first 
first, before you even do your job description, first thing you need to do is make a list of what jobs you would like volunteers to perform, okay? So we will use grant writing as an example today, since this is the one thing that people reach out to me the most about. And it's the hardest thing it seems to be able to be funded as these development roles. But definitely, all of you I'm sure could use a grant writer. You could use somebody to do that crowdfunding campaign. You could use somebody to spearhead that fundraiser. You know, even if you want somebody, you know, you need somebody to answer the phone. Put together all of the different roles that you know that are needed to make your nonprofit successful and healthy. Even if it seems far-fetched, far-reaching, write them out, all right? You know, you can even mind map this. I love mind mapping this. It's so much fun, right? Like if you put your organization name in the middle and then you take, you know, one bubble to the side or you can just, you know, one thing you can list even and you can write, you know, administration. So every role under administration, you could put down a different title. So you can say, okay, to run our nonprofit, you know, we need our executive director and we also need an administrative assistant and we also need a bookkeeper, all right? So those would be three things, boom, right there. And then under programs, we need a program coordinator. We need a marketing development, you know, that sort of thing. And then even under admin, you could, that you, well, I would kind of put it different. I would put a marketing or growth, funding growth bubble or something. And then that's where you could put, you know, our grant writer, or you could kind of encompass that one role under one person even. You could just call it a development officer. And part of their jobs could be grant writing, fundraising, you know, these types of things, right? Depending on how much you have them do and how large your nonprofit is. If your if your nonprofit's quite a bit bigger, you might just want to have one grant writer and then one fundraiser and you have different roles for different people. Or if you're going to have a lot of volunteers, you know, have several of them working on different things because it's hard for somebody to learn grant writing and fundraising and crowdfunding and all of the, and social media and marketing. You really do want to separate a lot of those tasks and task them out to each person. Okay, so here you go. So you can make a list first of all of those different jobs in each section of your nonprofit. Now you might just be yourself right now in your nonprofit. You might be the startup and you have a board and you're the ED. That might be all there is. What what would offset your work the most? What other job roles would offset your, your work the most and really help grow your nonprofit? Think of those roles and write them down after you've listed it and or vice versa. You may already have, you know, quite a few staff on your, uh, your nonprofit, but what other roles would really add or take some weight off of the people who are doing their current role, right? You know, they're wearing 10 hats. Well, maybe they should only wear five so they can really focus on those five that they do well. And you can put five to, you know, a new person, a volunteer or separate those into five separate jobs. So figure out what jobs would make your nonprofit healthy. After you've done that, you're going to develop a job description for each of those roles. All right, so our job description example today is a grant writer and researcher, but I'm going to walk you through this and you can definitely go to the website www.grantwritingandfunding.com and you can download a working copy of this, basically a Word doc, right? So I have the example there, but then you can manipulate it and change it, but it'll just give you an outline and you can adapt that for each job description. You can add things to it, you know, make your company, your nonprofit, you know, that nonprofit culture, that company culture come across in your job description, because you're going to be hiring your interns. All right. Yay. All right. It's not just like, oh, interns come to me. And then I, what do I do? And uh, I don't really have a process. You're going to actually, once you have all your job roles out, you have your job descriptions, then you can publish them. You can publish unpaid positions. You can hire people, even if you're not paying them, right? You want to get it. You know, this will help you set up. So you're going to actually attract those volunteers to you and you're going to make your volunteer competitive, right? That means you may only have, like, we only have, you know, five positions open for volunteers or even one just for this position. And you may have five people that apply to it because 
you're gonna leverage your values. All right, we're gonna get to values in just a second, but here we go. Doesn't that sound magical? It sounds magical, right? It's gonna be amazing. And this can also be applied not just to volunteers, but who else? Who else? Interns, yes. Okay, so you can also leverage people, um, students from the community college or from the university, and you know, definitely even service learning for um, high school students maybe that are a little older and they, you know, they're working on different, they have service learning that they need to do. You can definitely leverage all those things, but you wanna select the right people to do it. You just want to take on anybody that has absolutely no skills and then give them these positions. You're making these competitive positions, even if they're unpaid, or you may be able to even afford um, a stipend for these, right? Okay, so let's get started. So first off, of course, you need the job title. Now the job title is just the basic title. And for this, we're saying grant writer and researcher. The second thing you need to include is the work location. Do you have a space at your nonprofit's headquarters? Um, is it field work? Can this be teleworking or a combination of both? For our example, I'm putting work from home, but attend weekly meetings at the nonprofit office on Cool Street. Yeah, so in this way, and this is perfect for me, and um, you know, even I could use this whole description I just made to put out there. Yeah, sometimes I definitely, I definitely have a lot of people coming to me and saying, hey, Ellie, I want to be, you know, I want to volunteer and I'll learn how to do grant writing, right? It's, it is actually a very competitive thing that people want to learn. Think about this. You might be able to attract a lot of people, so you want to find the right person. All right, so, and for grant writing, sure, they can work from home, definitely. I do like to have weekly meetings where I pull to have people in person, but I don't necessarily have a lot of space to put people's desks and computers and all of that, right? So this would be something that I say, hey, you can work from home as an advantage to you, but that's also an advantage to me, right? So it really depends on your space. You may have a lot of space at your nonprofit and you may not have any, right? So you have to kind of look and say, what? how do we want to advertise this job, this work location? Okay, purpose. Here is where you put the outcome and add in your nonprofit's mission statement. So here's our example. To help increase capacity through grant funding for nonprofits and to help them reach their missions. All right, so ultimately to really rock the world and make a dent by connecting money and mission. WeGo Grants has a mission to secure and increase funding for projects around the world that have a positive and lasting impact. So you see how I just kind of made it fun too. First, I'm saying that you're going to increase capacity. Here's the overall outcome. You're going to help nonprofits reach their mission. Like that's pretty cool. And then I say, ultimately, you're going to rock the world and make a dent by connecting money and mission. Like it's fun. You know, I'm using my my branding. You know, I'm not like super academic seriously. You know, are you serious? I'm like, you know, I like to have fun um, with people that I work with. I like, you know, everything that I do. It's kind of, you know, I try to make it a little fun and just really easy to understand. And then I add the mission statement there. So our mission statement to secure and increase funding for projects around the world that have a positive and lasting impact because that's really what WeGo does. All right, so you could definitely just put that there. And like I said, add in your branding, kind of like your company culture too. You don't want it to be so dry. You want to attract the right people to you. Maybe you are very serious and maybe you will use very serious in academic words because that's that's how you operate and that's how your nonprofit is. And that's absolutely fine because those are the people that you're looking to connect with right? But maybe you're a little offbeat and witty and those are the people you're looking to attract. So use that language even in your job description. Next, responsibilities and duties. Here is where you list out all of what you need done. Be specific as volunteers really want to know what they are supposed to do. All right. So here I have listed um, a number of things. Find grant opportunities by conducting research into databases, 990s, websites, minutes of meeting, etc. Write grant applications by responding directly to requests for proposals, solicitations, contracts, funding opportunity announcements, and other types of funding opportunities. Coordinate with nonprofits via phone, email, in-person,
person or Skype, Zoom, etc. Assist and see, and that, why I added that one, I'm just gonna go off base just for a second here, especially why I put Skype, Zoom, etc. Because another thing, once you see later, is one of the requirements is you have to have a computer. I want somebody who's very comfortable on the computer, has good internet skills, that sort of thing. So I'm kind of adding that language in already. If people already get freaked out because I have Zoom in there or Skype in there, or gotta, you know what I mean? Then I know they're not the right person for this job, right? Okay, so the next thing, assist clients with submitting grants when needed. Review other grants in writing. Write corporate solicitations and other, other funding proposals as needed. Attend weekly meetings. Be extremely prompt in work due to hard press deadlines. Other related work as needed. I'd always probably add that last little disclaimer because you know something else might roll around. And then at the bottom, I didn't put this as like a bullet point, but I did include this under this description as I wrote reports to the executive director. Now, whoever that person is going to report to, I would definitely put that there because you don't want your volunteers running around to the wrong person asking questions, right? Or just confused and not knowing where to go. But, you know, and I kind of put that for your your advantage, but for mine, I might just say report to the grant writing lead because they would be reporting to that person, right? So it really depends on who you want them to report directly to. Okay, next, qualifications. So this is what type of qualifications or skills do they need? Make sure you list this, especially when you're looking for skilled volunteers. You do not want to take just anybody as a volunteer, but those who would be a good fit. So in this, I really want you guys to change your 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 mindset, right? On, oh my gosh, we need volunteers. Anybody just come. Look, no, 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 no. <laughs> Look for the right fit. You want this to be competitive. You want it, you know, you want to frame this so different people are applying for one position and it's a volunteer position. You know, you really want this to be attractive and to get the right person on board. Okay, so the less training you personally have to do, the better right? If you get somebody who has absolutely no skills, but they're super passionate and willing to do anything, that's another conversation, but you need to make sure you have those things set up. This discussion we're having today is you don't know how to do funding development. You have very little, you know, or you have very little experience and you need help. You need somebody to do to do it. So you do want somebody with some experience. They don't have to have all the experience though. So let's talk about that. Okay, so for this qualification, I say have a strong background in writing, previous grant writing experience, a plus, but not necessary. Have a willingness to learn online and to continually improve. Be able to work and finish grants under deadlines. Enjoy doing research and paying attention to details. Have a bachelor's degree or still enrolled in college have finished at least two writing classes. Love working with others and helping nonprofits be able to reach their mission and to make the world a better place. Have internet capability and a computer. So right here you can say, I'm, you know, once again, I need somebody with some experience, but you're saying, well, how how are you going to be able to train them if you're not trained and they're, they don't have all the experience? Okay, well, here is the little thing, right? They are going to be taking online grant writing courses. I'm going to buy some for my company. Just say, I mean, I, I would do this for them because I have grant writing courses developed that I could just give somebody, right? And they could go through the training. But you may not have that. But let me tell you guys, Udemy is a great place. There's great places out there where you can find actually programs to buy and then train people. And the advantage of this is that it's not just that one person that has all the skills that comes in and then all of a sudden, guys, they got to go, right? And then 
you're stuck again without somebody. You're stuck again without the experience. If you purchase courses, which can be extremely affordable, like my course right now in Udemy, I think it, it ranges between 10 bucks to 15 bucks, like crazy cheap. I won't always have that one up. <laughs> There's a lot of other, you know, ones up on Udemy for those kind of price range. Or you could spend like, you know, $400, even if you're, you're buying a university class, you know, or something like that, you can, or a professional development class, it might be a lot more expensive, but then you get the product and the product is what is yours. So you could have another volunteer come in, you can use the exact same product that you've already paid for that will actually train them. And then your company or your nonprofit, I guess, sorry, I always go back and forth between because you are actually a company, you're just a nonprofit company. You know, you're, you're actually retaining that product, you're retaining the intellectual property, right, of whatever, if it's grant writing, if it's crowdfunding, if it's donor development, whatever course that you buy, um, you have that, it's yours. And then other volunteers can come in and they can actually watch it. And that's a huge value for them, right? It gives them the training. I mean, think of how great that is to get those skills. Once the volunteers come in and they actually get the skills of grant writing training, maybe they'll even get a certificate through the course that you buy, you know, all of these different things or books if you're buying books, you know, whatever you're getting as far as your product to do the training for you, that gives them so much value. All right, so the next thing you wanna say is commitment because you are giving them value, especially if you're buying a course, if you're setting up something and you're doing training, you're definitely giving them value. So you want commitment. So yes, you need your volunteers to commit. So for this example, I say on average, 10 hours per week will will be needed as a commitment. This time may increase around grant deadlines. All right. So you might say, especially if you're hiring someone to do a fundraiser, I would definitely add in, (laughs) we're going to have longer periods at certain times. You don't always want to lock them in. It just, you know, they have to know and realize, okay, when we're launching this fundraiser, it's going to be a lot more work. And when this grant application is going in, we might have to put in some extra hours. But that means the next week, it might be a lot more lenient, you know, but you give an average on average. Okay, and then I'm going to ask for I say a commitment of six months minimum. And that could be different. Maybe you are targeting more college age students. So you might say three months minimum, because you know, by the time they enroll in the semester, and then you're able to get them as an intern, they basically have three months left, and they can get college credit for that or something like that. However, you set it up with the college, right? I mean, that would be cool, too, if somebody else is giving them the, the, the credit they need, and you're giving them the ability and the skills, right? So it really depends. You might even say a year if you're really giving them a high value. If you've got a $1,200 course and they're getting the certification and they're getting all this training, you don't want them just to walk away. Like that takes time, right? So you want them to stick around. So it really depends, of course, if you're doing a fundraiser too, it depends on when that is, right? You want them for that whole time. Okay. And then the last thing I put in is most hours may be done at home, but we do require attendance at a weekly meeting on Fridays from 9am to 10am. And then I put, don't worry, we have a amazing coffee and witty comments, right? So, you know, once again, incorporating your kind of branding into it. All right. And another thing I should have added on here is, of course, commitment to finish all online courses and have to, you know, they have to participate in all online discussions or training. Okay, so definitely I'm gonna add that in before I publish it on the website, right? <laughs> and value. This is the last section here, guys. So value. And what does this mean? Okay, this provides what they get in return. Because of the training that you provide or other amazing things that you do, right, you will have competitive volunteer positions. 
So one, grant training and grant research for this position will be provided via online courses. Number two, interaction with the big picture of the nonprofit world will be provided at weekly meetings. And number three, the opportunity to be a change maker and make a dent in the world. All right, so giving them a lot of value, giving them certificates. So another thing I can add on here is through the online course, you also get certificates. Um, so that's great. I mean, especially when somebody's doing, you know, this is an intern, they're starting off, you know, kind of younger, and it's giving them a way to really build their resume and awesome way and if somebody's like man I just want to give back and I want to you know make an impact and have purpose in my life this is also giving them that ability right so there is your example so go ahead and visit like once again you can go to www.grantwritingandfunding.com to download this working sample but this is just one example of how you can list out the work that you need help with create job descriptions, and then hire volunteers. You do not need to personally train each volunteer. You can tap into those online courses, you can tap into partners, and you can tap others to, you know, even other people to provide training for your nonprofit or for volunteers, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be online courses. I'm, uh, you know, don't, totally not. If you have resources, if there's another nonprofit that runs training at no cost, um, or even if it's a small cost or whatnot, you can leverage your partners. There's so many, that you can get grants that do training training and they can actually provide the training for you. Like there are amazing ways out there. Although you can always personally train your volunteers as well. But just like getting a job description set up, you have to make sure you write out their specific jobs and walk them through the process, okay? So you still need to have those job descriptions set up. And this way it won't take so much of your time supervising that you might as well get the job done yourself. But it will set up your volunteers to actually achieve something and allow you to focus on the other work that you need to do. All right, so it really, like, even if you're gonna say, okay, Holly, I'm gonna hire this, per I'm gonna do all the training myself, or I'm gonna have the secretary do the training, or the project management do the manager do the training, whoever you're gonna have do it, but you still need an operational manual to say, okay, step one, step two, step three, da da da, this is what you need to do, because your volunteers want projects. They wanna see things tangibly done. So if you can hand them off and say, okay, here you go, here is your job description, and here are the different tasks that you need to do. So you're gonna, you know, do, I need, you to find 10 grants and I want you to write five this year, all right? Then they know, they can actually get to work themselves. They can get the training online or they can get it from you and then they can go and they can do the work because they know actually what the tangibles are. They know what the scope of work is. All right, so this is this is beautiful, guys. This is the way you guys can get set up that you can get out of that crazy, I don't have the money, I don't have the time. Okay, <laughs> let's do this, guys. You can set aside a little bit of time just to outline all of these things and believe me, this is gonna make your life so much better. It's gonna make your volunteers happy you're going to do so much awesome stuff in the world. So I challenge you this week to go out and write out what job roles you would love to have filled and create job descriptions for each role. Okay, that's it for today. So that's that's a lot on your plate for this next week. So I'll see you guys next week. And in the meantime, send me an email and let me know how this goes for you. And go to the website. You can get the sample that you can download and you can work off of that if you like. You can tweak it, do different things to it, but it gives you at least a template. All right, guys, I'll see you again next week. Have a fantastic weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. 
As always, please feel free to send me an email if you have any grant writing or funding questions to hollywego at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the grant writing and funding podcast, then I would love to ask you a favor. Please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening and go get funded.